Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with you, me, myself, and I today for another solo podcast, Elevate Exclusive with Tyler. So we're going to sit and talk about leadership today because I think it's highly important for us to be focusing on not only how we can lead ourselves as we talk about, you know, so frequently on Elevate Podcast, uh, how we lead other people, you know, whether it's that's within our team, whether that's within our family, whether that's within our community, uh, or even to a larger degree, you know, whether we're stepping up into larger, you know, public leadership positions, uh, whether we're leading people officially or unofficially. I mean, there's so many different ways to lead. And I think it's so, so important. And it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. I really become passionate about leadership, you know, over the pl- the past decade plus, really. I mean, I, I, um, I learned about leadership in, in my time in college, and I'll talk a little bit about that. And that's when I really started to, you know, really fall in love with this process because it's, it's not only challenging to lead other people, but it's extremely rewarding because it's a way for you to get the best out of other people. And what a beautiful process, right? What a beautiful thing to, to get great things out of other people and to see that light really shine uh, within other people as you push them past perhaps their comfort limits. And we all know that that's a beautiful thing for us to push ourselves and to be leaders of ourselves, to push ourselves past comfort limits. But it's even a more beautiful thing in, in many ways uh, to, to see that within others and also to see the transformation in yourself uh, through that process when you see what's possible within other people as you challenge them, as you show them the way, as you give them the resources um, you know, to do things that they felt were not possible previously. It's an amazing thing and the transformation that occurs within yourself simultaneously is so beautiful. But as you know, I love quotes, right? So I got a few phenomenal quotes for you today. I want to also talk about the three principles that I believe are found within the most admired leaders in the world. And, you know, of course, we're going to talk about those who are, who are leading huge institutions, they're leading culture, they're leading society, they're making history, they're icons, they're legends, which by the way, any of us listening, any of us participating in this conversation or engaging in this, you know, listening session or listening to this podcast, we all have the opportunity to be iconic. We all have the opportunity to be legendary. So step into that and, and own that belief because it is possible. If it's been done before, guess what? It's possible for you as well. And so I want to start off with a quote by Jack Welch, who is, um, you know, one of the greatest leaders really in uh, modern business. And uh, he led General Electric GE for many, many years to be one of the largest, most successful companies in the world. And he said, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is about growing others. And I thought that was a beautiful um, translation and beautiful transition for us to all consider because, you know, obviously Elevate is about personal growth. It's about developing your strategies, your systems, your tools for real estate investing, for real estate success, so that that vehicle can serve you to a larger degree in your life. And really a combination of personal growth, professional growth, d- the development of your business, whether you're an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, or a combination of both is an extremely powerful force. But I think it's an amazing shift to look at it and say, well, wait a minute, 
before you're a leader, success is about growing yourself. But when you become a leader, success is about growing others. And if you listen back to the discussion with Jarek Robbins that I had, you know, it's about being on the first mountain or the second mountain. So the question is, are you on the first mountain? Are you just growing yourself? Or are you being consumed with something larger than yourself? Being on that second mountain where it's not just about you, it's about giving to others. It's about creating, it's about being consumed within projects that really, you know, remove the the factor of time with your activity. And it's such a beautiful process. But I think it's it's really interesting to note that, you know, when we step into that leadership position, it's about growing other people. So what tools can we provide to other people? What resources, what insights, what wisdom can we share with other people? Um, you know, what actions can we, you know, utilize that speak louder than words, right? Actions speak louder than words. So how can we be servants to other people? And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, some of those qualities here just shortly, but I think it's very fascinating. So let's, you know, let's challenge ourselves. Perhaps I'm going to challenge myself to, you know, be more focused on growing other people because perhaps, you know, one of the things it's like almost maybe there's a secret here. We always talk about the leader, or the teacher learns the most, perhaps the leader grows the most when he or she, you know, helps someone else grow when someone else uh, focuses on the growth of other people. And, uh, you know, when you start to see that light up within someone else, when you push people past their comfort limits, you start to understand, well, wait a minute, maybe there's more possible for me as well. And how powerful and how exciting to really see the light light up within other people and for them to recognize that perhaps their fear was, you know, the only challenge that they had to overcome. And when they overcame that challenge, there's so much more power that they have within themselves. So it's such a beautiful process. I became obsessed with leadership when I was, uh, when I became the president of my fraternity in college uh, a little over 10 years ago. And, um, you know, it was extremely challenging leading. I think we had about 85 other, you know, of my peers in college. And if you look at, you think about college, you think, you think about a fraternity, you think of, you know, animal house or whatever. And of course our, our, you know, our organization, we had, we had a good time um, to many degrees. And I will tell you that this was one of the most transformational experiences that I had personally was becoming the leader of other men, whether they were my age or, you know, slightly younger or even slightly older than me, um, learning how to communicate with them because, you know, you can go down and you can, you can slam the gavel on the table and say, if you don't do this, I will, you know, X, Y, and Z. But we found, or I found that that wasn't always effective. It was, I had to persuade people. I had to help people understand the perspective that I had or that our executive council had on certain issues, right? You know, here's the behavior that we have observed within the organization. And, you know, here's why we don't condone that. Or here's why we suggest that you act in a different capacity and we'd like your buy-in, right? And, and so it's about developing that culture, you know, developing the culture of, you know, collaboration. And it wasn't about, hey, you know, totalitarian sort of regime leadership, but it was about, hey, guys, we want everyone's buy-in and understanding that, you know, decisions made are, you know, not only collectively made, but therefore the greater good of our organization so that we can, you know, achieve the goals that we've set, you know, and laying out that vision. I think laying out a vision is one of the things that I've recognized as being extremely important 
uh, in leaders is having that vision and sharing that vision with other people, perhaps even stretching a vision, a vision uh, for others and with others that may be beyond what other people have, you know, determined is possible and how inspiring and how, how exciting to, you know, coalesce the resources, the imagination, the inspiration from other people with other people to make that happen. You know, uh, one thing I've heard recently and I've learned over the years is that it's not about how many times it's about who, you know, who are you as a leader? Who do you believe yourself to be as a leader? What do you believe is possible in the future? Who do you have on your team? And, you know, what ideas can they come up with? And what creativity can they come up with? And how inspired and how much do they believe that the vision is possible as well? So I think it's extremely important to have vision. You know, it's extremely important to, you know, to know that we will get there and we will be able to course correct. We will be able to get creative to make that happen. So, you know, there's a few other quotes that I have, um, you know, one of which is a Latin proverb. It is, uh, it says, it is absurd that a man should rule others who cannot rule himself. So I think that's other, another important one that we, you know, we talked about so much in Elevate is, you know, we have to rule ourselves, right? We have to be able to lead ourselves. If we want to lead other people, we've got to be committed to, you know, not only our own integrity, our own honesty, our own, you know, development of our own resources, whether it's insight, you know, you know, consuming information, putting that to, to the test. You know, if you're a real estate investor, it's about understanding the economy. It's about understanding the market. It's about understanding the submarket. It's about understanding that particular location for the, the project that you're either participating in, you're considering participating in, you're considering acquiring, you're considering developing. It's about knowing this, but it's about putting that to the test. And it's about understanding how can you lead yourself, you know, with that information, you know, and ruling yourself with your own habits, your own commitment, your own study, your own communication, and your own really consistency at the end of the day. So you've got to rule yourself. I love that one by the Latin proverb. Also, uh, you know, I've got another one here by Nelson Mandela, who says, it is better to lead from behind and put others in front, especially when you celebrate victory, when nice things occur. You take the front line when there is danger then people will appreciate your leadership. So take the front line when there's danger, but when there is something to celebrate, give that credit to someone else. I think that's an extremely powerful thing. And, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, many of us, most human beings have to learn, and I'm continuing to learn this myself, is that, you know, ego is the enemy. As Ryan Holiday, uh, the great author, has has mentioned and, and written a great book about ego being the enemy, right? So, you know, allow other people to take credit for the successes. When you develop your team, you know, give other people the opportunity of, of having that significance, of having that, you know, recognition. Because you know what? A lot of times people just want recognition and great leaders, um, you know, show people that they are appreciated and they give them the opportunity to be recognized for their many talents. And, you know, that gives people energy to continue to persist. But when challenges arise, you know, when there's turbulent times, that's when the leader needs to step out front and, and take responsibility, take ownership of the challenges and say, look, these, the buck stops with me and I will, you know, take every responsibility for every challenge that our organization encounters. And we will, you know, rise above because of the vision that we will set. And so I think it's super, super powerful to 
recognize the challenges are inevitable. And to be a great leader, you've got to own up to that and you've got to step, stand out front, but give others the opportunity to stand out front when great times arise. And it's amazing the amount of respect that you can instill within other people. But, um, you know, great leaders that I've admired, um, you know, some of which I'll, I'll mention here, Steve Jobs, um, you know, he had the capacity to spur innovation and, uh, you know, really develop transformational product lines. Obviously you look at the iPhone, you look at like, you know, previous to that, the iPod, iPod touch, I mean, everything with Apple, you know, and everything that Apple has really spurred so much more innovation within the technology space is, uh, is extremely, extremely admirable. And uh, really, Steve Jobs truly transformed the world. And of course, you can say what you want about his his direct leadership style, but I think there's wisdom to gain from each and every individual. And obviously, Steve Jobs was a marketing and tech genius. Um, you know, the way that he product productized, you know, their products within Apple and the way that he thought about the consumer and, and what the consumer wanted that they weren't even aware that they wanted. There's a, there's a huge amount of lessons for leaders uh, to study Steve Jobs. So if you haven't read his biography, I would, I would recommend that. I mean, it's a great biography and, you know, he was a brass individual, but he knew, I think that he was on a mission to change the world and, and he has in such a great way in so many great ways. So uh, definitely want to give a huge shout out to the late, great Steve Jobs. Elon Musk, to me, is another great modern leader. Um, you know, what I see from Elon Musk is that he declares a vision and he sticks to it. You know, he says, look, we're going to Mars. We are going to Mars. We're going to colonize Mars. And I have no doubt he's going to make that happen. I have absolutely no doubt. He said, look, I'm going to send a spaceship out in space and I'm going to have it come back and land, you know, back. And it's going to land right the way it took off. And everyone says, that's insane. What are you talking about? That's crazy. He's done it. He has done it. And obviously that's taken a long time, a long you know, bit of effort. And obviously he hasn't done that alone. He's done it as a leader of other people declaring a vision and allowing people to get creative and resourceful and giving people the tools and the resources they need to be resourceful. And I just admire that level of leadership. You know, some others, one of which in, in the real estate business that I admire so much is Sam Zell. Uh, Sam Zell, you know, he was the uh, one of the first, uh, maybe the first real estate investment trust uh, developers and investors. You know, he created the first REIT and, um, you know, they call him the grave dancer, right? That is a leader. You have to be a leader. You have to be bold. You have to be bold to make decisions that other people are not doing. You're not following the crowd. You're not following the herd. And obviously he's developed a phenomenal team to do big projects, to do big things together and giving people ownership, giving people resources to be able to support the vision that he creates. And it's also, you know, allowing other people to have buy-in on that vision as well. It's super powerful. You know, Phil Knight is another leader that I really admire, you know, the, the founder and, um, you know, CEO of Nike to be able to create that company, that multinational company through so much challenge, you know, through so many you know, bumps of adversity along the way. I mean, that's, that's leadership and identifying how to navigate a complex landscape, you know, navigating a multinational corporation and developing a brand and doing it from a point of passion, a place of passion. You know, that's a, that's a great leader, but you know, there's so many other great leaders. There's, there's great leaders that I encounter every single day. You know, there's, there's great mothers out there who lead their family, who, you know, who show their kids that, you know what, when challenges arise, 
you know, you own up to it. And when you make mistakes, you admit it and you correct that and you apologize. And there's so many great things that you can say about ordinary leaders. And we all have the opportunity to be a leader in our own right. You know, some other great leaders um, other than, you know, perhaps just your ordinary, one of which I would point to is Martin Luther King Jr., MLK. You know, the late, great Martin Luther King Jr., obviously he declared a vision. He said, look, I have a dream. I have a dream. And his dream was that everyone would be equal one day. And what a what an inspiring dream. And, you know, if you think about it today, it's it's obvious that that dream, you know, should be true. But in his time, you know, it was so criticized. It was so controversial, which is it's so sad to even think about. But what an amazing leader to declare a vision and to state that vision and to commit to that and to coalesce the resources and to allow others to have shared ownership uh, in that and to really be bold and to be brave. You know, what he, what he said at the time was not widely accepted. Um, and, and it's so inspiring to be able to change the world, to be bold and to step up and to be a leader. So I think there's so much power, obviously, as we can see, to be a leader. So what are you being called to be a leader in today, yourself, in your own life? You know, whether that's on a small scale or a massive scale, or anywhere in between, you know, you are being called perhaps to be a leader. So what is that today? If you want to pause the podcast and, and maybe jot down a note that you're being called to be a leader in whatever capacity you're feeling is necessary, make that note, you know, inspiration, it, it comes from God, right? Inspiration is, is from the divine. So maybe there's a message there that you are being communicated to right now. Some other leaders that I really admire, Victor, Victor Frankel, you know, he wrote the, the book, uh, The Man's Search for Meaning. He was an individual who survived the Holocaust. You want to talk about a leader. I mean, you talk about a leader of yourself, of other people, and in the most dire circumstances, you know, the most challenging circumstances human beings could ever imagine facing. And being such a leader and not only observing, you know, the immense challenges that his, you know, other really, you know, inmates, perhaps, uh, you know, they were... These people were in prison. They were in, in concentration camps. And he observed the challenges and shared that with other people and shared such profound wisdom with the fact that we all need purpose, right? You know, if you want to find meaning in suffering, in challenge, or in happiness, you know, it's about developing purpose. So, you know, understanding that we all need purpose. And when you communicate with other people, you know, when you're training other people, when you're giving them the resources to succeed, it's about showing them that there's purpose behind, you know, what you're communicating. But I think it's so powerful and so beautiful that that a man like Viktor Frankl, you know, could be a great example of an, an amazing leader. You know, many of you have heard me talk about Kobe Bryant. You know, I'm a huge basketball fan. I grew up as a, uh, a massive Michael Jordan fan growing up. And, um, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan was my hero for, you know, my entire childhood. And then, when he retired, you know, Kobe Bryant came in and was kind of the next version of Michael Jordan. And of course, early in 2020, we were devastated to learn that that Kobe Bryant had passed. But I wanted to just, you know, honor Kobe by just saying, you know, what a great leader he was and still is. And so we have the opportunity of being perhaps a legacy driven leader as well. You know, something I think about Kobe was you know, obviously he was extremely talented in basketball and, you know, one of the greatest basketball players in the history of the game. 
And of course, he holds so many records. He holds so many championships, MVPs, um, you know, all-star game MVPs, all-star appearances, all these amazing things. But what I saw him in being a leader was being a dad, you know, being a girl dad, leading his kids after he retired, especially, you know, he was so focused on being a great dad and being there for them, which was so beautiful, so amazing. And uh, he really loved his daughters and uh, he really loved being a storyteller as well and learning how to be a better storyteller. And man, if you haven't seen, um, you know, his, his, uh, I think it was an Oscar winning uh, short video, short story about deer basketball. Oh my gosh, you have to look that up. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes to deer basketball because it's so moving. It's so moving, but he was a leader in being a storyteller and how do you move people? It's not just about facts, right? It's not just about, you know, uh, I loved basketball because it gave me this, this, and this, but he, he told that story in a way that really connects you with the emotions of why he loved basketball so much. And so it's just a, a powerful reminder that great storytellers, you know, great leaders are great storytellers as well, because that's what really sticks with other human beings. And that's one thing that I'm really challenging myself to do is become a better storyteller. And uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, gives me that inspiration to be a better storyteller. So I just admire him so much. But, you know, a few a few of the uh, critical qualities for transformational leaders um, that I believe are something to note are number one, uh, that you have high expectations uh, of others and that you empower them. You know, you empower others to accomplish high expectations, those those huge visions, right? You know, you have high expectations of other people and you're not going to relent. You're not mean. It's not, you know, nasty. It's not oppressive, so to speak, but it's, you know what? I believe in you so much and I believe that you can do this and here's why. And I'm going to empower you to get creative and to get, you know, a little bit inspired here and to get a little bit uncomfortable to accomplish something great, right? So I, I have high expectations of you. So I think all great leaders have a high expectations of their people, right? And uh, it's a beautiful thing because I've had people in my life who have high, had very high expectations for me, which at times I'm like, can you please back up a little bit? Can you please just like slow your roll? I get it. You have huge expectations with me, but you know what? I'm a little bit, you know, not feeling the expectations right now. Let me just kind of relax. But you know what? Those are the people that have really pushed me to become a higher version of myself, a greater version of myself. So it's extremely powerful. So number one is high expectations. And then the sub number one is they empower other people to, you know, to make their own plans. They have the high expectations, but I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to babysit you on how to get there, but I expect that you can do anything that you are defiantly committed to doing whatever it takes. Right. I, I expect that you are resourceful that, you know, for the committed, there's always a way to do big things, right? And I'm, I'm going to co-create this future with you, but I think it's a beautiful thing that great transformational leaders have high expectations. So number two is they are servants and they let their actions speak because actions speak louder than words as, as I think many of you would agree, right? I can tell you that, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but until I show you that I'm committed to doing that, uh, that's when you'll really believe it. But, you know, I think servant leaders, you know, they lead from the back, right? They, they allow others to be in the limelight when great things are happening, as we talked about earlier. 
And, you know, they take on the brunt of the force and the stress and challenge when problems occur, right? So they're the servant leaders and they're not too big to do the small stuff too. You know, if you own a, a larger organization and you want to do some dirty work, I think that's a great action for you to commit to, to show other people that you are a servant leader. You know, you're willing to underwrite a property. You're willing to, you know, go in and do some handiwork every now and then, right? You're willing to work on a property, you know, yourself rather than just outsource everything you're doing. And of course, you know, outsourcing and delegating is important because you empower other people, as we talked about just a bit ago. Um, but being willing to do the dirty work, I think is extremely powerful, you know, doing the challenging tasks, you know, working with people on filing, working with people on, you know, the small processes in your systems, right. Being willing to do the dirty work, the hard stuff is uh, it's a beautiful thing when, it, with regard to being a servant leader. So show people that you're not too big. You're not too important to do that hard stuff and the small stuff that, you know, perhaps you think is small, but you know, for others, they're learning, you know, other people are learning and you're giving them an opportunity to see that you're not too good to do that stuff as well. And so I think that's extremely powerful. Uh, number three, the third and final critical quality of a transformational leader, in my opinion, is they are empathetic and they are listeners. They are listeners. So I think, first of all, you've got to listen, right? You've got to, you know, actively listen. It's like, well, what's going on in your life? You know, what's, what's really important to you? And uh, what's really moving you right now? You know, some people are moved by, hey, you know what? Things have been tough for a little bit and I need a little bit of certainty. I need a little bit of, uh, you know, safety net to make sure that I can pay my bills. Or I need to know, you know, where my next few meals are coming from, how I'm going to feed my kids, how we're going to be paying our mortgage, how we're going to be paying rent, all these things. You might have people on your team that are talking in that fashion. Um, so listening to them and understanding, seek to understand and then be understood is extremely powerful. Um, so listening, right. And, you know, so you might have other people that are saying, look, financially I'm doing well, I'm great. Um, but man, I am just, I'm looking for some adventure. I'm looking for something exciting. I want to, want to go out there and have some spontaneity. I want some uncertainty, right? So you got to listen for that. And how can you help them get that? How can you help them get what they want? You know, because at the end of the day, all human beings, we all have human needs, right? So you've got to listen for those human needs and, and be empathetic and understand that everybody's facing their own challenge, right? And this is one of the things that I've got to really challenge myself on is, is be more of a listener because look, we're all busy. We all have things going on. We all have, you know, different challenges coming at us from different directions, but how can we listen better? How can we truly understand what is going on with other people and really work with them, perhaps just listen. You know, this is one of the things I have to work on very frequently with my wife, Katie, is listening. It's not about, you know, giving her suggestions for solutions, but sometimes it's just about listening. So being empathetic from that perspective, um, you know, leading in your life, in your family, um, you know, leading yourself, of course, listening to your own mind, right? Being empathetic with yourself. You know, you got to start there before you can lead other people. But this is such a powerful discussion, and I know that we could go for, for much longer on leadership, but I just wanted to share these thoughts with you today. And, um, you know, again, I will, uh, I'll leave you with the quote that we started with, and it says, again, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is about growing others. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge you today 
to go out and grow someone else. And, uh, you know, obviously you want to continue to invest in yourself. You want to continue to invest in your own learning and your own growth and your own capacity, but also give that away, give that away and watch how beautiful things uh, turn out for you. So uh, I appreciate you listening today. I appreciate you being Elevate Nation. I appreciate you being a part of what we're doing here because it is time to uh, absolutely continue to take it to another level. Let's take your life to another level. Let's take your team to another level. Let's take your vision to the next level as well. Let's transform other people around us. And with that said, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.